What's up, guys? We're back for episode number 10? I think it's 10. Number 10. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Thank you guys for staying tuned and listening to each of our podcasts. 10 episodes in already. Yup. That sounds great. We are hosted by Roman Hernandez, men's physique athlete. And Macy Molina, head coach and founder of Team RGB Bodybuilding. So by this time, we are officially out of quarantine yeah the shelter at home is not in place where we live gyms are opening back on friday and the light is finally through if you can say the the gains are surely gonna take it to the next level yep time to explode with anabolic growth oh (laughs) yeah time to take it up a notch (laughs) if you know what i mean take it to the extra dose yeah (laughs) but we do have some preset of questions, um, topics uh, to go into, but beforehand, uh, I do want to take this time uh, to wish Luke Sandow's family uh, my condolences and my many blessings their way. Uh, if you guys didn't know already, and if you are into the bodybuilding uh, news and are interested in that, a uh, good uh, bodybuilder, Luke Sandow, just died. Um, it hasn't been confirmed yet the cause of death, but it looks like uh, it was it had to do with some mental health issues, and I did want to take some time out of that because I mean it is it is a topic that I do want to bring up. Uh, I just do want to wish up uh, wish many blessings, like I said, their way to Luke Sandel's family. He was an amazing guy. He touched me personally. I love this podcast with Fuad, and I mean he was just great a guy but mental illness and mental health is something a very delicate topic i would say mm-hmm. and it's something that it must bring out there because i feel in the body this goes into the to- what i want to bring into this topic uh mental health and bodybuilding um personally a lot of bodybuilders in my opinion we get into bodybuilding because most of all, someone's fighting something and some, some, you want to find a way to get away from whatever you're stressing about in that, that specific moment and pushing yourself to the next level. But with all of that does come, uh, we tend not to speak about our problems. We yeah. tend to hold it in and just grind it out through the workout. Yes, that does work in my personal experience, but right now even during quarantine um it is just statistically proven that a lot of more suicides do happen mm-hmm. uh during quarantine once you're locked in uh depression anxiety starts to kick in a lot um during this quarantine so i mean we lack human interactions we hold things in that's not a good combo and plus uh if you take peds um, it enhances that that feeling if you suffer from that so if you don't tend to talk to anybody i would highly suggest you do talk to someone whatever it whatever if you even if you feel like it's irrelevant to talk to someone talk to it because at the end of the day you don't want to have those those bad feelings that that high anxiety feeling you're alone because you're never alone Uh, i would say you choose to be alone because you find it easier just to swallow it up and be quote unquote a man and not talk about it, but you could only hold on to your feelings for so long 
that you eventually do need to talk to someone. And I would also just add, um, without going into names or anything, is that uh, some of our teammates even do like struggle with these types of issues, and one of them does like go to counseling for it. And that's really like all I can recommend that if you don't have someone to talk to you, then there's no shame in going uh, to a professional because after all that is a, a professional that's their field of expertise and that's what they're there for they're there to help you at the end of the day and uh, you know it, it's fulfilling to them as well but it also is going to help you and so you know that's what they're there for so by all means like you need to take advantage of those resources uh whenever you can and you know, like I said, there's no shame in it. It's gonna, at the end of the day, help you become a better version of yourself, and yeah. that's what we're all after. Because, yeah, I mean, you, there's times that I could say from my personal experience, I mean, with everything that I go through, it's, don't get me wrong, it's, it is tough. Uh, I, working out does take away that anxiety uh, and get away from that problem at that moment, but then that problem comes back. Mm-hmm. And what I I can't there's only there's only so much that I could train uh, I'll train the problem, so I mean go talk to someone, uh, don't hold it in man. At the end of the day, be a man. If you're a real man, you'll speak up. But like I said, work on your mental health. I would recommend meditating, talking to someone, and smoking weed. <laughs> Get rid of that cortisol level. Right. <laughs> but. Like I said, that that's all I want to talk about on that topic. Just talk to someone. And big, my condolences to Luke Sandel's family. Yes. And may you rest in peace. Yes. What else do right. we got on board, Mace? With that will get into our bodybuilding trainings related question here. And I actually got uh, inspiration from this from uh, a, a question that was asked on, uh, I think it was Santi Aragon's story on Instagram. Um, Good Q&A guy. Yeah. It was, um, is it possible, someone asked, is it possible to train for a certain division, like to be in a certain division in bodybuilding? Um, so I, wa- I actually wanted to split it up into a two-parter. One being, is it possible? And then two, if it is, should you do it? Yeah. Should, should you take that approach? And um, basically... I do think that it is possible because in principle at the end of the day that's actually what bodybuilding is is changing the way you look and um, now granted there's limitations so everyone has a different genetic potential but everyone can improve we've talked about this before everyone can improve from their starting point so really like and then plus X comes in uh, with a coach and someone who has the eye for it and seeing a lot of it is determined by your skeletal structure really mm-hmm. and then from there you can say okay is building these muscles within reach for you and then that kind of determines like okay that's uh you know we have a, obviously everyone is different but we can have like a rough estimate say or a range of like okay within the next few years you're likely to maybe gain certain pounds of muscle yeah. you know and they can go in certain places so Given that, a coach will be able to see that potential in you and say, like, okay, you could probably do these certain divisions and be competitive. Really, at the end of the day, it's up to the athlete. They can compete at whatever division they want. Like, you know, no one's going to stop you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you pay your contest fee, you show up, and they'll gladly <laughs> let yeah. you get on stage. Um, but 
that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to represent that division well and like the criteria that they look for because each one does have a distinct look um and i am just to input into that i mean that's why if that's why there's clearly those different divisions because mm -hmm. it's known that every skeletal structure is different so i mean you could clearly tell from a person from like for example uh a wellness and a bikini girl yeah beforehand even say they're not even at that competition uh leanness yet yeah. but you could clearly tell the difference between a bikini girl and and a wellness yeah. or a physique if you, if you were to see yeah. them in the gym yeah even in the off season you could yeah. tell the difference yeah. or a physique guy and an open bodybuilder that's mm -hmm. why uh there's there are different divisions and that's also has to play that many people like i say they train for they should train for that specific physique uh, uh that specific division uh, because you don't want to, you want to know where you're at. That's why the coach pays in hand, knowing, okay, these are your strengths. You look better in this shape for physique instead of working, training for open bodybuilding, but not even looking like an open bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And you just want to say you're an open bodybuilder, mm -hmm. but you don't even have to start with that shape. Yeah. So it all determines with how your body, that skeletal structure, I would have to say, yeah. and how well you put on, uh, quality muscle as well. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and granted, I've even spoken this before of like one of our teammates. So she's a very rare case. Yeah. So most people do not follow in, into her situation because with her skeletal structure, she's done bikini and figure, and now she's moving up to wellness. And but she has a skeletal frame that's great for bodybuilding in the sense of when I say bodybuilding, I mean like the the concept of bodybuilding, mm -hmm. like the art of bodybuilding, not necessarily just that, oh, open female bodybuilding. But um, she's the rare person that can really probably do any division because she has a narrower waist, the natural V taper, you know, but she's not like a naturally huge girl and she's not a, a super, super tiny, skinny, slim girl either. Yeah. So... For her, it really just comes down to how she builds her muscle, how much she adds over the course of her of her career, and um, really what calls to her and like what inspires her. And uh, that's really cool because then that means that she can focus on it like almost as a pure artist and not just an athlete. Mm -hmm. And she can kind of decide like, okay, well, this is what the look I'm aiming for, and then what I do is I just create the program that builds up those certain areas that have to come up more excuse me, to give her the shape that she wants. So, but, um, you'll have other people that maybe there's two divisions that realistically they could probably do, like, say some people are like on that cusp and they can do men's physique or classic physique. Uh, Cause there are a lot of guys, you know, I think shape-wise that could do both. And then it just comes down to legs, you know, do they have legs? Are they willing to build the legs? Yeah, conditioning to extent. Um, but I mean, some of the men's physique guys are pretty ripped too. So, but I mean, compared to to okay in the professional, league, yeah, the professional, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> professional league. Um, but I do. Uh, what's your opinion on this? That the rate of how you how much you put on muscle dictates what division you start at. Because I mean, say the first five years you build a certain you build a certain amount of muscle, mm -hmm. but it's uh, for physique can later on with another five years can you move up to classic or open I would say yes so it's, it also determines on the rate of, of muscle you yeah. can put on throughout you, the year yeah and your starting point 
you know, because some people are naturally bigger already, and they could maybe be starting off as a men's physique guy, but if they they just naturally put on muscle really fast, mm -hmm. they could go up to classic yeah. like pretty soon. Uh, then someone else, maybe that they're a hard gainer and they gain they make gains, but they just do it you know slower. Um, they might, if they're say a men's physique guy, they might stay there for a while. They might stay there extra. They might even just stay there. Or like for example, this one girl that I had uh, coached before for a little while, uh, for about a year. Uh, she was in bikini, and uh, this was before wellness had started. So now that wellness came out, you know, I had shown her pictures of it and stuff. And uh, but for her, she was such a slender girl that even building muscle for a whole year, she it definitely got her, you know, thicker and her her shape started coming out more. But now she just looks like a rounder, fuller bikini girl. Yeah. Like, but uh, whereas before she was like on the slender end, even for bikini. So. I would say like in terms of development and size wise she went maybe from the bottom size level uh like ma muscle mass wise of a bikini girl up to maybe a closer to the middle or upper end mm -hmm. of that um and in her case she might be able to do figure but i actually just think it would be better for her to just refine her bikini look yeah. and just kind of work on little tweaks here and there uh, get the shoulders a little rounder and that sort of thing and then maybe just conditioning from there because like now the the shape and the curves are all there um, so yeah and then you know should you that's the second part of the question like should you do that it should you you know train for a certain look whatever I do think so yeah. if if your goal is to compete yeah. if, if your goal is to compete and to do well and represent the criteria of that division well um, that you and your coach, obviously, again, at the end of the day, you have the final say, but it is something you should discuss with your coach and, you know, there's pros and cons. So, you know, do you want to be competitive and, you know, play to your strengths? Because from a competitive standpoint, that's what yeah. you should do. You should play to your strengths and see where you're going to do the best and where you fit in. Now, if you're someone says just doing it like as a hobby, then just train how you like to train basically just build the most muscle that you can uh, obviously do pick up around your weak points and everything and then just see what you come out with you know at the end of the day and plus if you already know you're just kind of like you just love going and training and stuff and even if you're not looking to compete you're just going to train all out every single day anyways might as well just keep doing that and then but keep track of your progress and stuff and who knows maybe in like three or five years you might want to get on the stage you might be seeing yourself and saying, hey, you know what, I, I have this kind of a shape now and I can see it in the mirror now, you know, and then you make that decision later. Um, but ultimately, I think that it is a good decision to train for a specific type of shape um, and usually the ones that you're, that play along with your natural strengths already, with your skeletal structure, with your standout body parts and stuff like that, because everyone has different standout body parts. Mm -hmm. um, so that is what I would say. And that's like another thing. Like if someone naturally has really, really jacked legs, I don't think they should do men's physique. Anyways, I mean, because you might as well show them, yeah. you know. And not to say that no men's physique guys don't have legs. Because <laughs> a lot of them do have legs. Yeah. I mean, I would also have to agree with that. Uh, if not, in my opinion, you're not setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you're... If you don't have a specific goal, uh, overall, like a big picture goal, mm -hmm. 
you could get lost. Yeah. You could get okay sidetracked. Okay, I'm gonna try this something out. Okay, and then don't get me wrong, trying things out is good, but changing things too much without being consistent with it is gonna affect you long term. A goal, a person that's consistent with something for a longer period of time than someone that's obviously changing things too much mm-hmm. is not gonna reach as far as a person staying on a consistent goal. Yeah. So find something, try it out. And my recommendation, at least two, three months. Oh, yeah, definitely. Two, three months or a long off-season with the coach or something. Like the rate of progress. You like the way you feel. Even if you don't like the way you feel, you change things up with that same person or that same coach. And you try different things. But, okay, say after, like, two, three months, five months, you don't feel comfortable. You don't have that vibe or things are not going your way. Okay, go find something else. But yeah. you have to try something for a consistent period of time to see if it works. Because, I mean, a month month goes by. It might seem sometimes too long when you're on a cut or something. But yeah. <laughs> a month is the body barely, like, yeah, gave. Yeah, it's, you're, you're barely able to see if it's working. Yeah, so you would have you, you have to give a like, long, consistent period of time to see if it works. Being patient is a goal. And being patient is what's going to help you reach that next level because obviously everybody wants to see results fast and I'm a person that also is like that. Mm-hmm. Like you want to see things change at a certain rate of pace, but at the end of the day, you can only work so hard. You got to let your body reach its fullest potential within a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You got to be patient and we could go in another tangent going on. This is when, the, when this when should you take PEDs or should you take PEDs, but Patience is a goal, and having that big goal is what's gonna tell you. Okay, for my for my example, I know men's physique is what's best suited for me. The uh, my rate of progress over the the time period that I've been working with Mace as well, him seeing my weak points and seeing what I need to work on. But overall, if my body progresses a certain way, obviously, if my bo- uh, my body looks better in classic physique, if my legs bring up and my whole body structure comes up. I'll be able to compete in, in classic, and this yeah. is why a coach will tell you, "Okay, now I think you're better to suit it onto classic." But mm-hmm. if not, you gotta you gotta stay where you're at because that's how you're gonna you're gonna win. If not, it's not for you. I mean, you can't change your genetics, you can't change your skeletal structure. You can have the, the plastic surgery, whatever you want, but your body's your body, yeah. and mm-hmm. there's a certain limit to what you could do with it in a, yeah. in a way. Doesn't mean you can't change it, but there's a limitation to it yeah yeah and also if you're like trying to this goes even maybe like besides beyond this just this pure scientific aspect of it. from the scientific aspect of it like yeah you have certain joints and like their length of your bones and everything like that but also just uh i guess a more philosophical look at it is as an artist you even see this in the pros and in like people who compete mm-hmm. a lot that if they're trying to to fit in a division that they're not really made for and they're trying they changed what got them good or they changed what helped them reach greatness they never fulfill that their full potential and they kind of like ruin their their proportions and their balance and they don't look as good as when they were just playing to their strengths and like being themselves and like just being that the best Mm -hmm version of themselves that they could be they were trying to chase a certain different type of a look yeah. um, and then once you do that 
that it's very been extremely rare that anyone can go back. Yeah. That they can like fix it and then you know like once they've blown out their waist or like you know all their proportions are all off and now their their core is super thick or whatever. It's extremely rare that anyone will then okay they shrank their waist. Yeah. You know or even if they did it's not like dramatic it's you know they can't go back to what they had before so definitely it's something to to think about and to consider and weigh all of these things yeah. uh, when you are making that decision and when you discuss it with your coach and you're, if you have a good coach he'll tell you all of these things like yeah. you'll go point by point and he'll a coach should take all of them into consideration not yeah. just one thing and yes also take the athletes concerns and like what their desires are into consideration as well but remember that it's a lot of these different things and the coach's job really is saying okay based on all of these different things mm -hmm. we put them together and now see what's what's really best yeah. you know and what's best and and how long it's going to help you okay yeah. say you want a person's at a certain level and they want to do a certain a certain division but they don't have that looklet they're going to tell you okay they should tell you yeah they should they, they, they're not gonna <laughs> they should tell you okay you want to do that division it's going to take you this much longer are you willing to put in the work yeah yeah it's going to take two three four more years for you to reach that look are you willing to put the work because i mean don't get me wrong there's some cases and you want to be as realistic as possible with yourself as well because if not if you're if you try to like give yourself more than what you are you're gonna fall and you're not gonna you're not gonna look the look and you're not gonna do so successful in shows so be realistic with yourself as well and give your and give you and your coach a good time frame to work with with each other to know how well you're gonna look yes and uh, that actually goes that's a perfect segue into the next topic which is how long should a contest prep take <laughs> and um, course the real answer is it's different for everyone you'll see a lot of people that no matter what they do it's a 12-week prep and then sometimes with some coaches you'll see they give everyone a 12-week prep and all these people are in different starting points yep. so first tilapia thing and almonds. tilapia and almonds <laughs> <laughs> two hours of cardio yeah. the first day one thing for sure that if you see a coach is giving everyone the same plan and and these people don't even look the same at the starting point. That's a red flag. Um, it'd be one thing if like, okay, everyone's already like in a good like starting point or the similar starting point, then it makes sense to give them all the same plan. But um, when you see that it's guys and it's girls and they're different heights and they have different body fat percentage and they're training for different divisions and then everyone has the same 12 week plan, <laughs> That doesn't make sense. So it's because the secret weapon, the secret is that everybody have the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one does good, everybody must do yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's only logical. It's yeah. <laughs> and this actually reminds me of a story that with a, a friend of mine, and she was coaching a bikini girl, and this bikini girl's boyfriend, all he decided that he wants to compete with her. That's a great idea, right? He's gonna compete at the same show, but. He didn't want to get a coach to make a plan for him, so he was eating his bikini girlfriend's same diet. You know, and the portion sizes weren't even that different. I guess in his mind, he was like, well, then I'll get really shredded because I'm eating so little. But, you know, then the problem was he was losing muscle, and the dude is not that big to begin with, so he was getting just skinny and stringy and, 
Yeah, that's what you don't want you in a lean. conscious presence. Yeah, yeah, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. <laughs> you gotta dry out as fast as, as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he went very catabolic. Let's just say. But, yeah, so there's something that, to consider. Yeah. Um, also, now, in terms of if you're, go- if you're doing it natural, I just want to say that you're going to end up doing it slower for most people. That's just how, unless you have a really good metabolism and you're, you know, making sure that you don't get too heavy off season as well. But then Super you, freak. Yeah, you're a freak, then yeah. But for the most part, you should only be losing, depending on your height, anywhere from, say, one to three pounds a week. Mm-hmm. And more than that, it's, you're really, really risking losing your gains that you made in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no matter what, when you get to like single digit of body fat, you're going to lose a little bit of muscle, but... Um, if you do it, you stretch it out longer, you should be able to keep the majority of what you made in the off season. Um, I mean, it, to touch up uh, on my part, the way I look at it is every day is a prep day. If you're really serious about it, how long should a prep start? Okay. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Like I said, is every day is a prep day. Yeah, so either if I'm in a the year, <laughs> it's, it's a year round 24 seven mm-hmm. type of deal. Like. Yes, some things might change in quote-unquote the off-season, but there's always a plan. So everything's leading up to that that main goal, like I said, setting myself up for success, okay? And there's different phases, don't get me wrong, but usually I like to look at it as every day is a prep day, and every day I'm getting ready one step closer to getting ready for that show. So either if I'm cutting or lean bulking, Every day is a prep day. Yeah. I don't look at it any different way because yeah. if I do that, I uh, by by seeing some people's results, uh, you could lose track. You could go off the wagon mm-hmm. if you think, okay, I'm not on prep anymore. Yeah, uh, I could do whatever I want, mm-hmm. and I mean, like I said, I made it into my lifestyle. So every day is a prep day. And I mean, just for example, the transition I just made from the lean bulk to the cut now, mm-hmm. it was a very simple. It was over the, the next day, he just told me, okay, you're cutting now. Yeah. That was part of the plan. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But <laughs> it was that easy of a transition the next day. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it's just it, of easy of me taking out certain foods from the foods that I was already eating yeah. and, more, and more calories. I just take them out. Yeah. And the bodies, I, I, I'm get those. I'm stronger. I could say I'm stronger right now. I'm feeling stronger, looking leaner, looking fuller, tighter, rounder, rounder. Definitely. Yeah, the muscles <laughs> shapes definitely coming out. You got the upper shelf on the chest now. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just two weeks into it, like I said, like, and it, it was a pretty drastic uh, reduction. Yeah. Would you say? Yes. And I'm feeling good. I have my micronutrient dense meals like always so i mean this like i said if you have it this way it's easy as easy as transition you don't and you don't have to look at okay now i'm 12 weeks in and i'm i'm gonna start dying now like my life is over (laughs) so that's what some people's mentality isn't to prep yeah you shouldn't feel like that until like the last three four weeks yeah when you're like dying mode yeah so if you this is why i say a consistent period of time is better than just switching things up too much yeah and i would also say that um 
say when you go to a coach, they you're telling you ask them how long is it going to take me. They're going to need to know some things about you first. Um, they will need to know your starting point. Mm-hmm. So like ideally your body fat percentage. Um, and if they have a good eye, they can just kind of like look at you and like know what your body weight is and then be like, okay, you probably have to lose this many pounds in order to be stage ready. Um, and then that's one thing. They also need to know what are you eating right now? Cause that's going to determine how much of a change they can make yeah. like diet wise. Cause then your body's going to follow what your diet does. <clears throat> so we've talked about this before. Not everyone has the same metabolic rate. So someone can be already pretty lean, but if their calories are super low and there's nothing left to cut from, they're not going to be able to be a leaner. Whereas if someone has a lot of calories that they're eating and that's what they're used to and that's what they're maintaining on, then that's okay. There's a lot that we can cut from. So boom, you should be able to immediately start going into a fat loss phase. Um, And this is also why, uh, just as Roman was saying, when you work with a coach, like I would suggest also give it at least two to three months to see what your body does because any coach you go to is going to be learning your body during those first few months. And that's about the length of one training cycle as well, one training program. It's eight to 12 weeks. Uh, some people do maybe six weeks or whatever, but that, that, at that point, you're barely able to yeah, see if it's the working. The results are yeah, barely going to start getting Yeah, in. exactly. And um, you're just like getting used to the workouts at that point, yeah. kind of, you know. So now unless you're very advanced then some people like their mind and muscle connection is so crazy already that boom right away in three weeks in they can already tell something's working or not Mm -hmm. but they also when you're that advanced you plateau a lot faster too so you know that that, those are people that's i would say that's a special population that's that's when you add more of the dose that's when you up the dose (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you reach plateaus, I think that's the only way to... Yeah, to you, you have to blast right through them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you totally stop it and forget it ever happened. So yeah. you don't you don't reach that second plateau. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, just trolling around. Yeah, just trolling. <laughs> but I would say like you need to... The coach needs to know those things. So that way they can give you a realistic estimate, which is going to be different for everyone. And now under ideal circumstances, I like working with people in the off season and like building up their metabolic rate and building up their muscle and already their shape starts coming along. And then from there, okay, now I I already know, okay, this is a good time frame for this person, you know, because then you'll see by that time, oh, okay, this is what's working for them. This is the rate of gains, the rate of progress that they're making. This is like how much we've changed their calories. Okay, this is gonna go well. And it shows also the coach I would say uh, how consistent you are. If you can mm-hmm. be, if you're not really consistent within two months, how are you going to be consistent with six months of it? I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you can work on it, but clearly you can tell how bad a person wants it to say they want to reach that goal. Yeah, definitely. And that will help him even further along help you reach your goal if he knows how serious you are because you'll know how well you'll be able to recover. You'll know how well you'll be able to adjust. So it's... It's a it's a uh, a working on both parts. So you become the best athlete that you can, while he becomes the best coach that you can. So the better athlete you are, the better you are able to listen. The better he able to help you out. Exactly. Yes. And because um, we got to know, like you know, what's going on, you know, with that person, with that um, athlete, you know, how if they've been falling off the wagon, are they sticking to the plan? 
Uh, well, another thing I would say is never tell a coach you are sticking to the plan when really you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, everyone on the team has been really, really good to me. Like they're in that end, they tell me like, "Hey, I fell off on this day or like on these few days or whatever." So they're really open with it, mm-hmm. and that's how it should be because then you as a coach you don't want to like make someone needlessly suffer um so in the sense that like oh man well i'm gonna have to really really cut your calories now and really increase your cardio because you're you're you have a weight plateau and we that's the only way you know we have to work through this but if it turns out wow well i had pizza like a whole pizza and you know on one of those days we're like okay then that changes things because now you just had like an extra three thousand calories and that could easily make you stall on a weight loss so if it's just that okay well you had an unexpected refeed <laughs> then, refeeds. Yeah, refeeds, <laughs> then you know your coach will probably tell you okay well just get back on track we're not going to you know reduce anymore because just if you go back on track you'll start yeah. losing weight again uh, so things like that so always just be honest because you know you're really only cheating yourself yeah. at the end of the day your your progress won't be either as good or you'll just be needlessly suffering like more than what's actually necessary for you to get to your goal uh, so I would say that but uh, typically good guideline is if you stay pretty lean in the off season I would say for a guy below 15% body fat and I'll say for a girl maybe like the mid 20s you know 16 weeks I think is a good like av- quote unquote average time frame if you're wanting to keep more of your muscle and not like do a drastic weight cut because when you do it really fast that is when you tend to lose more muscle the best shows I believe that uh, I mean I have just experienced from one but the ones where you just cruise right in you don't need to worry about anything else because mm-hmm. everything I mean you're cutting a little bit less more or you're doing more and you're cutting a little bit less of your food when you're on a contest cut you want to make things as simple as possible and not change things up so you give yourself a good amount of period 16 weeks to do a fat loss phase to get competition ready i think that should be more than enough to even help you mentally in the game as well because you will get diet breaks yeah <laughs> uh refeeds uh so deload weeks that gives you good training phases to bring in your best package you don't yeah. want to just go on a crash eight weeks ten weeks cut no i mean even if you're at a low body percentage i believe that you should dedicate 16 weeks to also help you mentally prepare this and that just gives you even extra time to say you could gain some muscle during mm-hmm. that prep yeah definitely within the first i would say three to four weeks you can still gain muscle also, also the real reason is because Phil Heath would uh, contest prep for 16 weeks. Yeah. And, and, you know, so if he does it, then I think that's the real answer. <laughs> so if he blasts his eye blasts? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, great topics. And you got anything else? That is it. So hope this guy help, helps you out. Got on some really good topics, I would have to say. So I hope everybody's taking care. Remember, gym's coming up on Monday. Time to take it to the next level. People that took advantage during this time, it will show in the gym. Or if you became a flat slob and mm-hmm. didn't do anything, it will also tell. So yeah. at the end of the day, you dictate your own goals. Be honest. Become the best athlete and find a good coach that will help you reach there. Overall s- summary. So take care. Signing out from Roman Hernandez. And Macy Molina. Over and out, baby.